Hello and welcome to Post Credit Podcast. I am your host, Preston Moore. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Raymond Vinuya. Raymond, say hi. What's up, y'all? All right. We're going to dive right in today. It has been a big week in the past week. A big week, mainly in uh, Disney cinema, if you will. Um, we've learned a lot of new stuff. Spider-Man had some drama, and then just following Spider-Man's drama, we had D23 right afterwards, and D23 had loads of new content, some of which we knew was coming, some of which we did not, all of which we're going to talk about today. So, that being said, let's just jump right in. Spider-Man is out of the MCU. 100% done. That's just wrong. That's just brutal. It, he's he's out. He's gone. It's over. Five movies, three years. It's always too soon, isn't it? It's been a good run, man. I mean, it has it has been a good run. It has been a good run. We so the general assumption is so let's let's back it up. What happened between Sony and Disney? So they had this contract that they brokered before. Civil War, right? Which is the first movie in which Tom Holland's Spider-Man appeared in the MCU, right? So, under their contract for the movies that they... they blah, 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 for the Spider-Man solo movies, that being Far From Home and Homecoming, for those movies, Sony was financing the movies, but Kevin Feige and Marvel's creative team was able to come in and work on the movies creatively. So, basically... Marvel's kind of pulling all the strings creatively, story-wise, and handling all of that to where it fits into their MCU. And then Sony's financing the whole thing. And Sony is taking 95% of the box office. Leaving Marvel to take 5% after that. So, the deal worked for a little bit. And then... When it came time to renew the deal, Disney asked for a 50-50 split, Disney being Marvel's parent company, Disney asked for a 50-50 split financing the movie and of the box office to continue the deal. Sony said, no, no, we don't want that. We still want our money. Like, this is our biggest IP, so we want want more. Um, And they debated for a little bit, but they couldn't come out with a deal and Tom Holland and Kevin Feige were interviewed this weekend uh, by Entertainment Weekly if you want to look up the interview you you can it's only about two minutes but basically they kind of gave it a note of finality saying Tom Holland was like we had a great five years all I know is in the future I'm still going to play Spider-Man but it's going to be very different and then Kevin Feige was like We knew it was a finite amount of time that we could do this, and we told the story we wanted to tell. Basically saying, it's done. There's there's really no hope left. What? Come (laughs) on, man. That's just rough. And and obviously, I mean, we've talked about Spider-Man so much on this podcast. We have. Um, We have. There's been a lot of Spidey to go around lately. Right, right. And... And... It's it's shocking to me that that this happened. Honestly, I I really really expected uh, them to go through. Basically, Sony's just saying like 
we can uh, and I'm and I'm I'm quoting Deadline, who wrote the original report that broke the news. But Sony's saying we can win the championship and we don't need Michael Jordan. We don't need Kevin Feige and his team to make this money, which is surprising because out of the five movies that Tom Holland Spider-Man was in, Spider-Man Homecoming performed the worst at the box office and still made $880 million. Damn, that's crazy. Which is which is a lot. That's that's $60 million more than Venom made. Now, the general assumption is that Tom Holland's Spidey will join the quote-unquote Venomverse, or oh, the man. SUMC, Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters. <laughs> um, that's what it's called. That that's really what they call thing? it, I swear. Oh, man. That's it. That's it. SUMC. Oh, um, no. That is the general assumption. Tom Holland Raymond, deserves better. What? Tom what Holland do you think of better. all of that? Well, first, I think that quote from Tom Holland uh, this weekend was really sad. I know it's been a crazy week, but regardless, I am really, I really appreciate you guys for whatever you said. And then, of course, I love you 3,000. Oh, man. That, that's like, that was kind of when I was like, yeah, it's over, isn't it? It's all over. <laughs> but I'm yeah, pro- and I, I'm and happy I heard for that. Sony, honestly. Like... I'm yeah. really happy for them just because, you know, I understand Dis- where Disney's coming from. It's just like, no, we're putting in most of the work. You know, we're the one who's giving him a good story. I mean, how many chances has Sony had to get a Spider-Man right since Spider-Man 2? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, none of them could stick. And it's just like, at least with Marvels, they're like, look, we made a good Spider-Man, you know, that, that is widely accepted and loved come on we deserve our our share i get that but at the same time i get where sony's coming from saying look man we own the rights we don't got to give you crap (laughs) like yeah 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 you guys already own that's the main what more do you want (laughs) yeah that's the main main problem with this whole thing is everyone on twitter and on social media everywhere is like sony is the bad guy it's all sony's fault sony 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 give spider-man back save spider-man as if he's dead like it's there's so much sony hate going around and and listen i get it i love having spider-man in the mcu um civil war and homecoming particularly were two of my favorite incarnations of the character civil war may be my very favorite film incarnation of the character Mm -hmm. but when you think about it from sony's perspective what were they gonna do Spider-Man is their biggest IP. James Bond is their second biggest. And after that, you've got Jumanji, Uncharted, you know, a lot of other ones that that do make a good amount of money, but nowhere near. I mean, this is Spider-Man we're talking about. He's yeah. their biggest IP. 100%. He just don't is give their money maker. Spider-Man. You, know, you just you don't settle yeah. on Spider-Man. So, that's just that's the end of it. You can't get mad at them for saying, "No, we don't want a 50-50 split." We can't do that. And it makes total sense. But also, when you look at Disney's side, Disney's saying, hey, we did what you couldn't do. Make a a Spider-Man that is universally loved, nearly universally, Mm -hmm. a Spider-Man that's nearly universally loved and made a billion dollars at the box office just last month with Far From Home. We did what you couldn't do give us more money we deserve way more than five percent i mean you can't be mad at that either 
because really it's Kevin Feige and Marvel's team pulling the strings behind the scenes. So you got to put them put yourself in their position and say, yeah, they do deserve more money than that 5%. It's a really complicated thing. And I don't think there is one certain bad guy. You know what I mean? No, definitely. I mean, yeah, you are just really starting to see the political and business side of the industry. And that's the problem. Of course, it's just that, yeah, we want us as fans want spider-man in the mcu not just because it's a you know it's spider-man and marvel isn't marvel without him it's also just because of the story that they've already given us to this point they left far from home on a cliffhanger you know and it it looked like with everything going on you know it's just like spider-man's gonna be the guy to carry this franchise for the next decade you know it was gonna be him it really did seem like it was it seemed like it was gonna be spider-man captain marvel and black panther and for me that's what it was yeah and it's just really looking like if you're disney and you truly this is just my opinion on it it's just like if you if you're disney and you truly care more about your universe and telling your story i would have taken the deal because at least then you still can use spider-man in your universe and the it's true you can't have enough money you know i mean especially when your creatives are putting in that much work in the crafting the story and you're putting in your team is putting in all the work to make the movie and you're not seeing the money at the end of course that sucks but at the same time you know how much money disney has because of everything that they've owned they're collecting corporations like they're infinity stones like we can't (laughs) just you know what i mean i mean yeah we can't just let them have everything they want and i that's hard it's good for you sony it's hard to think about because you think you know on the one hand, yeah, Disney deserved more money than they got. They didn't deserve 5% for Homecoming and Far From Home when they were the ones that put in most of the heavy lifting behind the scenes. They don't deserve to only take home a tiny, tiny fraction of that box office. But on the other hand, Disney, you're pretty well off. <laughs> you're more well off than any other studio. You know, like these guys, these guys already have what they need. So it would have been nice to see them bend a little bit more. And it also would have been nice for Sony to come to the realization that they may just need Marvel. And obviously time will tell. So that being said, what is in store for Holland Spider-Man in the future? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, if he really is going to enter the Venomverse and that's going to be a thing then i don't know exactly you know if he i would love to see him fight tom hardy that's something I, i'd love to yeah. see and to see venom get the iconic spider on his chest that would yeah. be great yeah but of course it's just i feel like at the same time i was gonna say it's gonna be weird not seeing him in the mcu but then again i've liked the spider-mans that come out and they weren't a part of the mcu of course it's gonna feel yeah. weird because it's tom holland and i don't know how they're gonna deal with that i mean you remember in like old sitcoms when they'd replace an actor on a show and they're just like you look kind of different you know like i yeah. don't know like is tom yeah. Holland just gonna That's, wake up one a, day like something doesn't feel right <laughs> it's gonna be very weird because honestly i'm at a point where and i'm this may be an unpopular opinion i love tom holland i'll mm-hmm. say that first i absolutely love tom holland i think he is the most I don't want to say he's the best Spider-Man because I don't think that. However, I do think that he's the actor most fit to play Peter Parker that we've had, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I think he may be the best casting that we've had. I don't think 
that they handled it to make him the best. But I think he's the best casting. And I love Tom Holland. I want him to stay in the role forever, as long as he can. But it's going to be weird to see him in a different universe. Because his Spider-Man has been intrinsically tied to the MCU. Specifically Tony Stark. Obviously Tony died, so there would have been less Tony involved in his story in the future regardless. But when you think about it, I mean, the opening shot of Homecoming is a drawing of the Avengers. I mean, even it obviously in his team up movies, civil war, infinity war, Endgame, he's been involved with the Avengers because those are pretty much Avengers movies, you know? Yeah. But even in homecoming and far from home, these stories have been very tied to the larger MCU. It's been about Spider-Man living in this grander universe. And now they can't even reference the MCU let alone show any of it. They can't even reference Nick Fury, Happy Hogan, Tony Stark, these characters that have been essential to this character's story, this Peter Parker's story. So it's going to be really weird to see him go into that. And I may be saying an unpopular opinion here, but I'd rather them recast than do that. That's That's rough. and And I don't like to say that, but from a storytelling perspective, I can't justify that. I can't justify this Peter Parker not even bringing up Iron Man once or not even referencing the Avengers, you know, because when you look at his story, it's been so tied to the MCU. It's not been so, so much about Peter Parker's world. It's been about Peter Parker living in the Avengers world. And that's been cool. But we can't. It's going to be a it's going to be a big shift. I do. And yeah, go on. I, I don't think they will recast. Oh no! They, absolutely, they, they're not. absolutely not. No, They've made that very clear. Because that right now, in for the long haul, there has been so much Spider-Man saturation in the past five years that, like, you think about it, five years ago was Amazing Spider-Man two. Mm-hmm. That feels like it was a long time ago. No, it was only five years ago. So that feels like a long time ago because in between the amazing Spider-Man two, and now we've had so much Spider-Man stuff. You think about obviously all of Tom Holland's movies. We've had TV shows. We've had into the spider verse. We've had video games, Spider-Man PS4. We've had so, so much Spider-Man and we've had so much to where we're at the point where a movie being a Spider-Man movie, isn't what's going to put people's butts in seats. It's not like just the fact that it's a Spider-Man movie, that's not going to make a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need Tom Holland. Tom Holland has a massive fandom. I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. He is one of the biggest, most popular actors today. I think. Oh yeah. No, he's on the rise. Sony, Sony needs him to stay. So they're not going to recast. No. And I'm okay with that. But it is going to be weird. You know, it is. It's also going to be weird from a storytelling perspective when you look at Venom, because it's, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to explain this or justify this, but basically what I'm looking at now is they're going to be saying, all right, so this weird alien life form that literally just saved the world is now attacking a teenage kid that's dressed as a spider. <laughs> like they, Venom's movie, it was an anti-hero movie. He's a good guy in this universe as of right now i mean they could still do the carnage thing you know like 
have because they set that up in Venom, you know. And what if we get the Venom Spider Man tag team against Carnage at some point? That'd be cool. I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah, that would be neat. I think that may be the direction they go. I would be shocked if Tom Holland Spider Man didn't appear in Venom too. I'll say that. Um, I don't know. It's all going to be a big change. I and mean, I yeah. I just I do think that this does just show. You, know, you made this a point, and I feel like a lot of people have made this point. I just never really thought about it because I was always like, oh, you know what, Sony and Marvel are always going to figure out a deal, and it'll be fine, and Tom Holland's going to be, you know, our next ten years Spider-Man star, how Robert Downey Jr. was for Iron Man, but. It really just does show the fault in that script for Far From Home and Homecoming just because it is, you know, I, as funny as the memes are, it, it did just come out right now that, that because we can't see, oh my god, words are not working. But yeah, because we can't <laughs> have MCU characters at Spider-Man, I feel like we basically stripped him of half his character. And how much of his oh, yeah. character has relied on Tony, especially. And I mean, it's not a yeah. bad thing, you know? It wasn't. It o- right. It's you can only bad if you can still like do that. it. Yeah, but you just can't. Now that half of his material is gone, what are you going to do? You know, it's like. Yeah. I mean, I of course, I still have faith that this movie is going to be good, you know, that the next Spider Man is going to be amazing, but it's just hard to really see it. And I really see a way where they pull this off without being bad, just because you can't use half of his characters. You know, you can't use a large part of his emotional journey. So unless it's like a soft reboot where you still have the entire cast minus all the MCU characters, yeah, I just don't know like what they do at this point. You know, I mean, they could boot him into another universe. Like that could be a thing. Like into the Spider Verse really opened up that can of worms for them. But who knows, man? Yeah, it's going to be weird. But I will say there is a little bit of hope with this Venomverse. Is there? I think, listen to me, I think Venom was bad. I think it was very bad. But they've changed it up for Venom 2. And they've got Andy Serkis directing. (laughs) So that's really exciting. And they've got... Obviously, Woody Harrelson's Carnage. That's something to be excited for. He's a phenomenal actor. And then they've got Robert Richardson as the cinematographer. He's legendary. I mean, he's done Inglorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, these tar- a lot of Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. And there, things are looking up for Venom 2. So, tentatively, I am excited. <laughs> but it's it's a big question mark because... I don't think Venom was very good. I think it's a fun watch. There it's you go. fun to laugh at. Yeah. But it's not good by any means. It's not a good movie. Um I don't know, it's a Pacific Rim for me, man. But it made it made it made a hun- it made eight hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, because he doesn't like to see Venom going made, off ripping people's heads off. That's fun. It it made bank. And Sony is looking at that paycheck and saying, you know what, we can do this on our own. And hopefully they can. But the big test is going to be next July when Jared Leto's Morbius comes out. Yeah. Because that is the second movie in this universe. And if this one can't perform, then it won't be looking good. 
even if it even if it doesn't perform in the box office if it can't put together a good story if it's as bad as venom was from a storytelling perspective then it's not looking good for the future of spider-man poor tom holland so it's there's gonna be a lot of changes um that being said let's move on uh let's We'll see how how that goes, but we're going to move on to D23. Wow, a lot of bombs dropped at D23. Three in particular that are huge, um, huge news. Uh, At the Disney Plus panel, we learned a million different things. So Disney Plus is going to be $7 a month. You'll You'll be able to make seven profiles on one account, and it's going to have every single movie from Walt Disney Studios animation library and every single movie from Pixar's library as well. That's crazy. Um, it's also going to have, it's going to have a number. It's going to have a number of star Wars, Marvel and uh, national geographic content as well. So there's a lot, there's a lot to be excited for there. I Jeff, I definitely think that Netflix has something to be worried about, but we don't have to talk about that because I do want to talk about what's coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, let's do it. Some of the originals that we know about that are coming. Uh, let's start off with Lady and the Tramp. Have you seen anything about that? The trailer, or anything? Yeah, I saw the trailer. I mean, I don't know. It looks interesting. What do you think? It looks cool. For me, it's, it looks I, cute. I, I, I don't have. It's a dog movie, you know. It, what is it yeah. not to like about it? I don't think it's going to be amazing yeah, I or don't, anything, but it's cool. I don't have strong opinions on it. I will say I do like that the dogs they used were all rescue dogs. I really like that, and that I appreciate I that. Know. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and they're super cute. Um, but I don't know. We'll see if they – hopefully they change it up a little bit from the original story because I think the most interesting and best of these Disney remakes have been the ones, the ones that they change up the story. So – Hopefully they add add some more elements that we didn't have in the original. Uh, but moving on, another, I guess, well, that's not DG. Uh, so moving on, another thing that we have coming. This is one that I am actually really, really excited for. It's uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Damn, I really thought you were going to say High School Musical. But yes, Jeff Gold, go on. No, we will. Have you, have you seen the trailer for this Jeff Goldblum show? I have not. Oh my god, I'm going to send it to you right after we finish filming this. This is so good. It's literally just Jeff Goldblum going places and learning about things. <laughs> I don't want anything else. This is a tra- it's like, basically the travel channel with Jeff Goldblum. That's the draw. I know. It's it's kind of like uh, Parts Unknown. That was the Anthony Bourdain show. Oh, but yeah. with a little more spunk. It's got that Jeff Goldblum style. You know what I mean? And I'm really excited for that. I, I saw... I saw a tweet and it was like, it was like, uh, it said me, uh, Disney is totally killing the industry. They're just consuming everything. And there's no reason I'll ever want to give my money to Disney for Disney plus because of everything they're doing to the industry. And then it said, Disney, you want to hear Jeff Goldblum talk about random shit for 20 minutes? And then it was like me, you know what? And it was no. like, that, that's where I'm at right now. It's like, I, I want to hear Jeff Goldblum talk about random shit for 20 minutes. That's what I want. And I'm really excited for it just because I think it sounds so fun. But moving on, um, 
let's talk about the one you mentioned high school musical the musical the series the worst title ever oh yeah no that is a horrible title but <laughs> I, I i feel bad what for do the you think because it's automatically going to get the kim possible treatment now given i did not see the the live action kim possible movie but i love how like 25 year old people were like this looks horrible i'm like because it's for children man yeah. like bro yeah it, it's yeah. for 10 year olds like come on let them have yeah. that like and that's what this yeah. show I that's feel what like i'll is say gonna i be. i am not the target audience but i and i didn't watch the trailer i'll say that because frankly i'm not very interested in this if it doesn't have uh zach efron vanessa hudgens or corbin blue <laughs> so i but i did hear that it does look kind of good from some people who i've agreed with on things before i don't know that's all i have to say about it i didn't watch the trailer because i didn't really care uh but moving on uh what's next what else do we have we have the the phineas and ferb movie there's a phineas and ferb movie coming out called what is the subtitle it's like candace versus the universe or something like that i'll look it up right now what do you think are you excited for that i haven't watched phineas and ferb in a while but i do love phineas and ferb oh i love phineas and ferb so anything that they create i'm gonna go watch it like i love phineas and Ferb. so I'm, i'm super hyped yeah okay so i got the title it's I, I was pretty much right. Phineas and Ferb, the movie Candace against the universe. And it's going to be about Phineas and Ferb as they travel across the galaxy to rescue their sister, Candace, who has been abducted by aliens and has found utopia in a far off planet. I think that sounds fun. And if it's on Disney plus when I am inevitably bored at 11 PM looking for a movie to watch, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> so I think that looks fun. Um, let's let's move on what else do we have we have noel um that's a movie uh it's a christmas all i know is that it's a christmas movie and it stars anna Anna kendrick and bill Hader. now i've heard from people who have seen the movie that it's really good some people who saw some early screenings that it's really good Mm -hmm. i think it'll probably be pretty cute what do you think yeah i mean for me it's just it's a holiday movie so I feel like it's hard for me to get yeah. really excited for it now because it's still August. Right, right, But right. maybe when the time it's rolls the around, time. I'll feel a little bit yeah. more into the Christmas spirit and I'll and I'll be yeah. more into it. But I will say yeah. I do love Bill Hader and I do love Anna Kendrick, so it should be a good movie. Whether, whether, me too. Yeah. No matter what it's about, you know, it can't be horrible. It's a Christmas movie. You know, you can't really give it that yeah. much to, to lead on. Yeah, for sure. Um so let's move on to some of their um some of the a couple of the new announcements that we got or no no sorry one more thing uh the mandalorian did you watch the trailer for that i did i was a little confused i'm not all in on the star wars knowledge i don't know if that's just me but i mean the cinematography looks great and it looks pretty cool i'll give it that are you not a big star wars fan not really no i don't know i'm just like oh no i'm like oh like the J- like what do you call it boba fett jango fett and then now we have another dude with a very similar helmet i'm like oh that's cool no oh i mean those gosh. dudes had like all of like five minutes worth of relate like serious screen time throughout this entire franchise okay. but <laughs> boba F- let me educate you now boba fett and jango fett are mandalorians and the mandalorians are like the biggest badasses in the galaxy. They're bounty hunters. They're That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> and they're making a show about a Mandalorian. I think it looked amazing. Um, 
I would have liked to see Pedro Pascal in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw we saw him, but he had the helmet on and everything, and he was doing stuff. I think it looks really fun. It looks really dark. They've already ordered a second season for it. I know that. I think Disney wants this to be their Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's uh, early. Is what I heard. To, I was like, they haven't even showed us anything yet except the trailer, and they're already getting season two. My lord. Yeah. I'm extremely hyped for this one. It showed there were some stuff that it showed that were really cool. Um, my favorite was the shot of all of the stormtroopers' heads mm. on like spikes. I was like, okay, yeah, honestly, Star Wars is barbaric. like going for it. That's exciting. Um, and then it also had IG88. Uh, you probably don't know who that is. IG88 is a uh, he's a bounty hunter that had a whole three seconds of screen time in the empire strikes back he's basically a droid bounty hunter um he's been in a lot of the games and the comics as well he's really cool the action that they showed in this mandalorian trailer with him was really cool he was i don't know i just think it's cool to see like a robot bounty hunter the way that he was the way that he was doing it i don't know i liked it a lot um so yeah the mandalorian I'm extremely hyped for. I will definitely be watching that. Um, but let's let's move on to what was uh, perhaps the biggest announcement. Dare I say the biggest announcement of D23 this okay, weekend? Oh, this, this is interesting. All right, what you got? Obi Wan Kenobi's coming back. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was my Ewan McGregor my favorite announcement. Is coming back. Yeah. Ewan McGregor's coming back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and it is going to be set uh, reportedly eight years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. That's episode three. So eight years after that, the series is going to follow Obi-Wan Kenobi. Are you excited for this one? I'm very excited. I love Ewan McGregor. That's why when they cast him in the Christopher Robin movie, I was super excited. But him as Obi-Wan is just it's always fun. He's always my favorite character in the in that prequel he's, trilogy. Yeah, he's the redeeming factor of the prequels. So the fact that they're giving him a show is really exciting, especially because he like this is a show that has been in high demand for a long time. I feel like in the past five six years, what people have wanted most that most there's been rumblings. Uh, do we want a Yoda show? Do we want a Jabba the Hutt show? That was actually talked about. Do we want a Boba Fett movie? Um, or do we want uh, an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie? And I feel like the biggest one that people have wanted is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, because he's a good you character, know? you know? And then, of course, just because he transitions into the original trilogy. I feel like... And it's Ewan McGregor. I mean, Ewan McGregor's a great actor. And so just as yeah. for him to get his own series... The only thing for me, though, becomes... Yeah, yeah, like this long time in between episode three and episode four uh, so well what was obi-wan doing this entire time so i feel like it could be really interesting just i don't just don't see how it could be anything that really impacts the canon you know what i mean unless like we, yeah, get, we definitely... get a bombshell within the next uh star wars movie but yeah, yeah. i just don't see how i it doubt it'll be, be something impactful. that really i doubt it'll be something that really impacts the the story as a whole but i think it'll be fun um i hope that we will get to see 
some solo characters because solo a star wars story was a banger mm-hmm. and i loved that movie um i would love to see donald glover come back as lando or alden Ehrenreich. i don't know how to say his name the guy who played han solo yeah i liked him cool. a lot as well or i would really like to see kira emilia clark's character i would love to see her come back i i i want those characters to be validated a little bit more um and and shown shown off a little bit more because i think they were great characters do you think we'll see darth maul i mean i know in that cartoon he's you know he's part of that show but i don't know you know because i don't know how that ends i don't know what his, his story ends but i just i really don't think so I don't think we're going to get that much fan service. I would like to see it, though. That'd be cool. I think we may have maybe one episode or a cameo, but I do say, or I will say that um, I'm pretty sure they had their giant final battle already in the the cartoons, Mm. which I haven't seen. I've heard they're great. Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars. I just heard they're both really good. But yeah, I heard they're good. I'm sure they are. Like, I agree. Like, or not I agree, but, like, I'm definitely of the belief that animation... I mean, we had a whole episode on it. I definitely think that animation can be a superior art form. I mean, you look at Spider-Verse. Good Lord. Um, Not enough good things to say about that animation. So, I think that I would definitely have watched it if it were a movie, you know? Yeah. But being that it wasn't and being that... It wasn't really advertised on a whole lot of things that yeah, I, was I was into like, at the time whenever they were all coming out and stuff. I I never really got into them. I'm still hoping to someday probably, being that I am a massive Star Wars fan. I, I like Star Wars more than I like Marvel, yeah. but I, uh, I never got in. I ne- it's not that I even didn't get into them. I just never started the TV shows, you know? That's fair. It's not, it's not that I... Not that I tried to start and didn't like. I just never did it, you know? So, but that being said, I, I don't think we'll see Darth Maul. I would like but. to say, though, I would love to see Qui-Gon, at least in, like, an episode or something like that. Because I know in episode three that him and Yoda have that conversation. And I was like, oh, I think it would be interesting to see that, unless that's, of course, been played out in the cartoons, which we haven't seen. But, yeah, then I'd love to see that play out in his solo series. Yeah. I will say, uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, but let's move on to another another thing that we know is coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, I want to talk about this real quick before we move into the Marvel section um, of the, the podcast today. But this is one that personally I am very excited for. Uh, we talked about this guy on our very first episode. Um, there's a series coming to Disney Plus that is going to be titled Forky Asks a Question. What? <laughs> did you know about that? I did not. What? What you is this? You didn't know? No. Oh, well, let me tell you. Um, Forky Asks a Question. Basically, what it's going to be about, it's going to be a collection of shorts where Forky gets to learn a lot of different things. That's literally it. He learns about all the different things that there are to learn about in the world. I think the first episode, um, they showed a short from 
from the show. Uh, it involved Forky and Ham, the pig, you know, from Toy Story. Yes. It involved the two of them, and Forky was learning about money. And I'm very excited. That's all the details we have, but that's all I need to be excited. Because Forky is literally one of my favorite Disney characters at this point. Oh my God. I love him. I think he's wonderful. No, Forky's hilarious. I still think my favorite Forky meme is girls introducing their friends to their boyfriend. And it's Forky. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm trash. Like, that's like... Hi, the, I'm trash. That's one of the funniest things I've seen. I mean, like I said, yeah, I love Forky, but this just sounds... It's one of those, wait, what? This is really going to be a thing? Hey, don't knock it till you try it. I, I think guess. it's going to be great. All right, anyways... We got that out of the way. <laughs> Moving on. Um, let's talk Marvel. So much. So, so much happened. Um, where do we even begin? Disney Plus, I guess we'll we'll keep talking about Disney Plus. So, we know that the, the first Disney Plus show is going to be The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got our first look at that. We had... Uh, I don't know if you saw, but the poster actually... Yes, I did. It was it was released today um, with the Falcon in the red, white, and blue suit, which is very exciting. And Bucky got a haircut. And then Bucky got a haircut and he shaved. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. I think this show is going to be really good. Um, I'm excited because we're going to have the return of Baron Zemo, and I'm hoping he gets a comic book... Uh, accurate costume. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think this one's going to be really good. I know it's supposed to be their uh, their their big draw, essentially, from the MCU. Like, it's their first show on Disney+, Plus, so it's the big one that is supposed to get you a little bit... Uh, it's supposed to get you hooked, essentially. Oh, no, definitely. So, I mean, I'm super excited for this show. It also was announced that Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son, mm-hmm. uh, has been confirmed to play U.S. agent in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Do you know anything about U.S. agent? I don't. So when I saw that, I was like, I was a little confused at first. Like, is he playing like just really like a background character, like you know, U.S. agent? And then when I saw like the tweet <laughs> more, I was like, oh, he's an actual character, and that's his like moniker. That makes a lot more sense. I was really confused. Like, are we really reporting on, you know, like background characters now? Uh, U.S. agent is basically a bad guy. Yeah. He's like an, uh, an evil version of Captain America, essentially from what I understand. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be really good. Uh, we also have confirmation that Sharon Carter will be returning. Emily Van Camp is going to reprise her role. So that's exciting as well. There's a lot to look forward to in this show. I'm super excited. Um, but let's move on. Uh, what else do we have coming from Marvel? We got that poster release for WandaVision. That was there a, you go. That was a good one. I like the art on that. What do you think? You like that? I, I'm very interested to see this. I think it's going to be really unique because... It seems to be kind of... I know they talked about how it was kind of going to be like a, a sitcom mixed with epic Marvel uh, like action show. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> like, how are you going to mix the two? I'm cool with it, though. I think it'll be interesting for sure. The poster was interesting. I liked the shadows mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. Where one shadow was um, Scarlet Witch with her headdress on. So that would be cool to see. Um, and, Vision. and also Vision. With, with a hole and in Vision's his forehead. Vision's shadow, he had a hole in his forehead. Because uh, there's something missing now. I think this will be a fun show. I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying the lost know, in the 50s aesthetic. Like, I don't know how that plays into it, but I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I think it looks fun. I just don't really know what is gonna go on there. But you know what? It'll be it'll be a good, good show. But um, I do uh want to point out that Kat Dennings is coming back to the MCU. She played Darcy in yeah. the first two Thors. And she is going to be in that show. Um, I what? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be. That's, that's I don't weird. know how they're gonna. Why? Why that show? I don't know. Why her at all? I'm definitely here for like retroactively, um, making the first two Thor, making those Thor characters like good. Like I like that. I like how, um, Jane Foster's coming back, and obviously we had Eric Selvig in the Avengers. And now we have Darcy coming back in WandaVision. And I know I liked how Thor kind of kind of poked fun or, or the, the movie itself kind of poked fun at the Dark World in Endgame. So I think that's fun. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see Darcy coming back of all people in this show. But I mean, cool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, hey, well, um, I like Cat Dennings. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, I I thought Darcy was pretty fun. I guess, <laughs> and, and I'm excited to to see her again. I guess, but you know, it's it'll be. I I'll, I'm interested to see what capacity they bring her back in. You know. Yes. So, but moving on, that'll be cool. We yeah, also moving got, on. What else? We had an what else interesting lineup revealed uh, from the Marvel TV shows in disney plus we got miss marvel moon knight and she hulk oh yeah oh yeah that was like the first thing they announced i think how did you and how that land for you that they announced that well they announced that miss marvel was going to appear in the films after the disney plus series and i assumed that for not all of these disney plus characters but i assumed that for a good number of them Yes, yeah, and I, I love that. Was kind that. Of the goal. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm so happy because the whole deal with the whole Netflix characters, like obviously Daredevil's incredible, and then Jessica Jones' first season is incredible, and the second season, you know, the rest of it, The Punisher I is think also was my pretty favorite. good. Oh man, yeah, The Punisher, incredible. Luke Cage, uh, pretty good for the most part. Iron Fist, you liked it. Some people liked it. <laughs> I thought it was all right. It's just like, I liked these shows in this Netflix universe, but they never connected the universe yeah, to that, the MCU. That upset me. I was like, they, come on, man. The, all they did was short little references, and it was like, come on. We, like, come on. <laughs> it was it was frustrating. So I'm really excited to see these shows tie in with the larger MCU and I think that's going to work out in Marvel's favor because people are more people are going to want to watch these shows. They're going to want to get to know these characters 
because they want to keep up with the movies. Now they got to keep up with shows too. So they're going to have a lot more viewership. I think for these, not that Disney plus, uh, needed any because I mean, good Lord, this is going to be the ultimate streaming service for the Marvel fan. But I, uh, I do think that it'll be really cool to see a character debut on a TV show and then come into the movies and continue their story. But back to Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. I'm so, so excited for this. Um, and I can <laughs> I can say that I did receive a tip uh, last month, actually, after the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, all of that happened. After Marvel's panel there, where they announced their whole Phase 4, mm-hmm. I received a tip that Moon Knight and Miss Marvel were going to be uh, announced at D23. I didn't say anything about it because I didn't know if this guy was like legit, like a source, like, cause I'd never heard from him before. It was an unproven thing. Somebody was like, Hey, just so you know, I got a friend who works at Disney. And I was like, ah, what? Um, but I received that tip and I was like, all right, that's cool. I didn't talk about it though. Cause I didn't know if it was true. So I'm really happy to see that it's true. And I'm really excited for moon Knight. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm actually more excited for Miss Marvel just because that's a character that I'm more aware of in the comics, at least. Like, She-Hulk and Moon Knight, like, at least Moon Knight, his aesthetic I like, and that's a character that I'm just like, you know, I should probably start reading, you know, Moon Knight, but yeah, just, this is another thing for me where it's like, I don't know these characters, you know, and it's just like another Guardians thing for me, like, well, I'm gonna give it a shot, and in Marvel, I trust, you know, like, I know they're gonna figure something out. Yeah. And I'm kind of in the same boat. These characters aren't characters that I know very well or that I'm tied to. But that She-Hulk news, that was a a bomb. Like, I did not expect that at all. That's true, yeah. Did no you? One, no, I did. I was like, really? Wow, we're going to get a She-Hulk series? Because That's even, cool. like, obviously I said that, like, I knew about, or I didn't know about it. But I had received that tip. But even then, like, beyond that. Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, these are two characters that have been, you know, kind of campaigned for. People have wanted to see a that people called for a Netflix Moon Knight show for years. Yeah. And people have wanted to see Miss Marvel for a long time, especially since they introduced Captain Marvel. But I have never seen anyone campaign for She Hulk. That was like what? <laughs> oh yeah, that, definitely. That's that really be- came out of nowhere. Yeah, it really came out of, like, left field, especially because I wasn't sure, like, with the Hulk situation with, uh, what is it, Paramount Universal, and with Disney, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know, like, if there's even any, like, Hulk things in the works, you know, or if there's any, like, Hulk properties that yeah. will come out eventually, and to be fair, it's just, no one really thinks about, you know, like, any of the Hulk characters as really being out there, but then again, yeah, if we're getting a lot of these more secondary characters that aren't as big as the Avengers or the Defenders. And it's just like, okay, maybe, yeah, it is about time that we do get a She-Hulk series or a movie, but yeah, a series. I mean, that's going to be interesting. It will be for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Disney plus as a whole. Um, so let's move on to the final segment of our show today um what we're gonna go through and we're gonna we're gonna list three our three uh la, 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 words 
our three most anticipated uh, things that D23 announced this weekend. So three things that were announced or that were um, discussed, I guess, this weekend at D23 that we are most excited for. Um, so the big news breaks, all that stuff. I'll let you start. Raymond, what is your, or maybe not our top three, but what is one of yours? For me, I think it wasn't something that it just like got me excited. It was more like, I'm glad that we finally know what it is. The Kit Harrington announcement. I was, oh, yeah. I was really happy to finally find out what, what character he's playing. And I don't know this character he's playing at all in the Eternals, but I was actually kind of like, wow. He's not playing like a lead hero role, you know. Everyone wanted was thinking it could he be the next Wolverine, and I was just like, I don't know. Like I couldn't see it, but yeah. at but now thinking about him, like you know, Kit Harrington led Game of Thrones. You know, that was very much his show, and he's now here. And I'm just like, oh, maybe he should have gotten more of a big role for such a big name. But hey, we'll see where that character goes. I guess. But that was one of mine. I was just like, I'm glad that we finally know. But that's mine. Well, you know, and another thing, another thing is Black Knight, which is the character he's playing. Black Knight has been an Avenger in the comics, from my understanding. So I do think they actually have. Whereas I think a lot of these Eternals characters may be one and done with mm-hmm. this movie, just being like, we're gonna have it. It's gonna be good, and then we're gonna be done with these characters for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't anticipate an Eternals two. I mean, maybe if it performs really, really well, of course they will. But, you know, I think most of these these characters, this story is kind of a one and done kind of thing. Uh, But being that it's Kit Harington Mm -hmm. and being that Black Knight uh, supposedly has been an Avenger in the comics, I think that we're going to we may see him in an expanded role in the future of the MCU. I could definitely see that happening. Because it's Kit Harrington. I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like it's he's, Kit he's a big deal. There's no way he can't. He's just gonna be written off in one movie, and that's gonna be the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for that too. So, uh, moving on. One of my favorite announcements. Uh, this is more my style. Some of the listeners, uh, Raymond, I know you know. Some of the listeners may know. I am a massive Disney Parks fan. I worked at Walt Disney World. Uh, for five months last year it was amazing best time of my life yada 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 but i'm really into disney parks and today uh being th- today sunday they announced that there was going to be a new ride in the marvel uh land at disneyland california yes uh they LA, didn't they didn't release they didn't release the title uh but up until now all of the the assumption has been that this spider-man ride is going to be the only ride that's in Avengers Campus, which is what this Marvel Land is called. They're calling it Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. Um, the assumption has been Spider-Man's going to be the only ride uh, in this Marvel Land, along with Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which we have already had for a couple of years. But we have a new one. It's going to be an Avengers-themed ride where we get to ride on a Quinjet, oh. which sounds awesome. And you fly your Quinjet to Wakanda. <laughs> what? That's tight. And that's those were the details that were given that's it so i'm really excited for that it sounds a lot like uh it could be similar to uh millennium falcon smugglers run yeah Uh, that's the ride that's in star wars galaxy's edge uh we haven't talked about it but i actually got to ride that ride Uh, i went to galaxy's edge in orlando uh two weeks ago 
Uh, it's not even open yet there, but I was able to get in uh, with a friend of mine who still works there. And it, it was Smuggler's Run is incredible. Um, if you ever get the chance to go in L.A. or Anaheim or in Orlando, make the trip to Galaxy's Edge. It's worth it. That's my short review. But uh, the way that Smuggler's Run works is you're flying the Millennium Falcon. So there are two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers, and they've all got jobs. And it's not it's not like a thing like you're sitting back and watching the ride happen. Like when you're the pilot of the Falcon, if you don't fly up, when there's an obstacle in your way, you will hit that obstacle no, and what? you may crash. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very it's the most immersive experience that I've ever had at like a theme park. So, I think that this Quinjet ride may be similar to that and I'm very excited for it because of how unique and how awesome uh Smuggler's Run was to where like you're really flying it. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's one pilot that controls left and right, another that controls up and down. I was controlling up and down. And if I didn't, there was a, there's a sequence in the ride where you have to fit through a tiny tunnel. Uh, you have to fit the Falcon through it. And if you don't hit that tunnel perfect, then you're going to crash it. And it's, it gives you like a grade at the end of the ride, how intact the Falcon <laughs> still is. My Falcon was 26% intact, Bruh. which is not good at all. Yeah. I was like, damn, bro, not, you're a horrible pilot. <laughs> I'm no Han Solo. <laughs> um, I would make the Kessel Run in far more parsecs than Han Solo would. Um, but you know what? That's uh, that's okay. Preston Moore is no is not Han Solo. Big shock. Uh, but yeah, so this Quinjet ride sounds really, really fun. I like the interactive experience that Smuggler's Run was. Hopefully, it's around the same thing. Uh, but what's your number two or Damn. your second one? My, my my announcement sounds so boring compared to yours now. I mean, you hit us with Disneyland. That's not fair. <laughs> but my, my other one is Black Panther 2 finally getting a release date. You know, I'm a giant fan of Black Panther. And May 6, 2022, you'll finally be receiving a sequel. I'm excited, man. I mean, I'm oh, not yeah. sure if that's the logo they're rolling with. I mean, it's a lot better than just slapping a 2 on there. But that's cool. No, yeah. they're they're They said that they're going to give it a name. Yeah. All right, but cool. But they don't have one yet. I mean, I love subtitles. Yeah. As long as it's not as bad as Dawn of Justice, that's just excessive. But, yeah, I'm excited for, <laughs> for Black Panther, too. I mean, and we're going to get it May 6, 2022. I mean, it's a while from now, or at least it feels like a while from now. That is that is a long gap. Four years? That's a lot. Is it, oh, man. From 2018. So when, you make, when you put it like that, damn, that is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very long time. But uh, I'm excited for that, too. I... Hope, fingers crossed, Namor will be in it. Or that'd Namor. Be, that'd I don't, be tight. I've never actually heard his name pronounced. But, you know, you know who he is. Yeah. Uh, the the underwater sea king uh, of Marvel. So I, I think that would be really cool to see him in it. He's obviously very tied to Black Panther in the comics. So it would be very, very cool to see both of them in a movie. He but needs to be played by The Rock. That'd be cool. That that would be that would be very cool. I think they're going. I think if they do that, they will cast someone Asian. Though, has been the the uh, what That's I've fair. heard at least. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, my second one uh, is another Disney Parks thing. It is uh, today. We got another bit of news mm-hmm. from uh, from 
Walt Disney World. Uh, we know that they are building a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. I've seen the scaffolding, the foundation of this roller coaster building. It's huge. If you've been to Epcot in Walt Disney World, think about this. You can fit four spaceship Earths inside of this building that they're building the Guardians coaster in. Damn. This building is it's massive. It's absolutely huge. When you see it, it's just it's unbelievable. It really is. Um but we got the name. It's called Cosmic Rewind and we didn't get a whole lot of details. We have known for a little bit that it's going to improve it's going to have this state of the art technology where uh the coasters will spin or the cars that are on the coaster will spin to follow the story, whatever that means. Uh, basically like you may be uh, going sideways while you're watching something happen in front of you, or you may be going backwards or something, but yeah. So the coasters are going to spin as the ride goes. So that's exciting. Uh, and the launch is going to be backwards, which is going to be fun because, uh, like I said, I've seen the building that they're building it, or I've seen the foundation of the building, and I saw it before. Right now, they have all these walls up, so you can't see what's going on inside. However, when I worked there, I actually had a shift where I was basically driving a van. I was driving um, Disney uh, cast members to and from their locations, essentially, from their base, because Epcot, behind Epcot, is a bunch of roads. And I was driving these cast members on the roads. I was driving them basically around the the back of the park to their location that they were working from the base. And I actually got to drive under what will be this, uh, this launch for the roller coaster. And it's what it looks like is it's just going to shoot you into this building. There's a long tunnel essentially that the coaster goes straight through and then it goes into the building that the main giant roller coaster is housed. So I'm really excited for that because that shot is going to be backwards and that sounds really fun. I don't know. And I like the name cosmic rewind for the ride. So I'm excited for that. No, it sounds interesting, man. I mean, once again, these roller, wow. I forget that at these things, they announce the roller coasters and stuff too. Cause it's not about the movies. It's just about Disney, but that sounds, that sounds lit. I just wish that all this stuff oh, yeah. would come to Anaheim, but that's okay. You know, just got to travel to Florida to experience all the cool stuff. Anaheim, Anaheim is getting the Avengers campus. You're fine. No oh, man, but Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, man, that's that's just lit. You get that too. You have Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout in Anaheim. But this thing sounds giant. All, all Orlando gets is the Guardians. We don't get any other heroes. All right, so, that's fair. That's fair. Anyways. Let's move on. All right. What is your last one? Oh, my last one. It's a simple one, but I just love that they dropped this casually. I'm like, wow, that looks pretty cool. Is a Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker poster. We have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Palpatine. That poster is already my lock screen and my home screen. And then, yeah, we got Ray and Kylo going head to head. I love that there's nothing really telling of what could possibly happen except that now it's obviously confirmed that Palpatine's in this movie in some way, shape and or form. I'm excited. It's just a beautiful poster. Yeah. It just looks good. It's so gorgeous. I'm looking at it right now because it is my background on my phone. I absolutely love this poster. Yeah. So 
I mean, I know I'm excited for the rise of Skywalker. Finally, the Skywalker saga can be put to rest. At least I hope so, and we can get more of the Star Wars spinoffs because I've really enjoyed all these Star Wars, like a Star Wars story, like Solo and Rogue One. Those have been really good. So I'm just like, oh, maybe yeah, it is time to like focus on things that aren't the Skywalker saga. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, the larger Star Wars universe is yet to be fully explored, and I'm really excited for that as well. My number one, easily my number one thing, uh, maybe, if you're listening to this, you may have actually seen it, because they showed a sizzle reel uh, from The Rise of Skywalker at the panel, right? Mm -hmm. And in this sizzle reel showed, maybe it was in a dream sequence, maybe it was in in a vision, uh, or maybe it actually happened in the movie. But Rey was wearing a dark cloak and had a double-edged red lightsaber. Double-bladed. So, like, Darth Maul, essentially. And it was reported that she looked absolutely badass. And it was a red lightsaber. It wasn't wasn't a blue one. So, uh, maybe that was a dream sequence. Whatever. But I'm going to say it's real. Uh, but the You're reason really I said maybe you... You're really on bandwagon, aren't you? I'm not going to stop. <laughs> the reason that I say maybe you've seen it is because it's supposed to release on Monday, which at the time that we're recording this right now, that's tomorrow and we're going to release it tomorrow. So if you're listening and you've seen evil Ray, shoot me a text. I want to talk about it. Um, I'm really, really excited for this. Hopefully it's not a dream sequence because I, as you know, have predicted since 2016 that Ray is a Palpatine. I have said it, not only on uh, not only on my Twitter, I've said it on diff- on other podcasts that I've been featured on. I've said it to everyone I ever talked Star Wars with. Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. I will accept zero other theories, and I've said it since 2016, and it will be proven this December when she turns evil. The end. If she turns evil. I'm going to lose it just for the fact that you're going to be She's right. She's turning evil. <laughs> They're swapping. If 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 I'm right about this, you will never hear the end of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up every single episode. I have been on this hard stance. There's no way that they're just going to turn her evil at the end of this. And if she turns evil, I'm going to be like, I mean, if it's cool, it's cool. But I'm like, oh my God, I really can't believe that happened. They're going to flip and Ben's going to be good. I swear. <sighs> We'll see. They're going to do it. They really did. They have to do it. I love Ben's character, actually. You know, even though I didn't really like The Last Jedi, I did love uh, Kylo Ren's character. And so I'm like... Kylo Ren is my favorite Star Wars character of all time. If he flips, I'll be cool with that. But if Rey flips, I'll be a little bit sad. Oh, no, 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 no. Rey's flipping. She's going to be a bad guy. And in one... You know what? One way or another, even if it's in a dream sequence... I'm excited to see this look on her character. You know? Oh yeah. No, that you that, have to that just sounds you, you have to be excited for that. That sounds dope. Yeah. Even if it's not even what actually happens. That sounds awesome. You know. So, I don't know. Now you've heard my theory, listeners, and you can say, "You know what? I heard about that before it happened and he was right uh because it's going to happen." Anyways, That's all we got for you this week on Post Credit Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you've listened and you have liked this episode, make sure you give us a like or a thumbs up or a five-star rating or whatever quantifies 
as a like on whatever streaming service you are listening on. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, my name is at Preston Seymour on Twitter. Uh, Raymond, he is on Twitter as well at Arvinia, R-V-I-N-Y-A-H. Uh, if you want to look at the website that we both work on, it is at the cinema spot or the cinemaspot.com. We put a lot of hard work into that. We've got all the D23 updates up on our Twitter feed as well. So that being said, thank you so much for watching or listening. That is, uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you again next week and in the future. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends if you liked it. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks y'all. See you next week.